The upcoming election in the United States is possibly the most important election in our history so far. For the first time in history, we're going through an impeachment and an election at the same time, and the stakes are incredibly high. Whatever your political beliefs, the current president of the United States, Donald Trump, is dangerous, and the damage that he has done in office will take generations to heal. If he gets through an impeachment and an election, he's going to be more dangerous than ever. So I bring this up not to scare anyone, but to honor the significance of the moment. So I'm going to be releasing some bonus episodes throughout 2020 about the USA election, the important things to know about the astrology of this election, and the major players. I'm going to be kicking off the bonus episodes by doing a series of episodes about the major Democratic candidates, and at some point I'll do one about the Republican candidate. Donald Trump, because whether or not these candidates get the nomination, they're playing an important role in the story of 2020. So I hope you enjoy. The candidate I am talking about this week is the most liberal candidate who is currently in the Democratic race and in the race in general. Um, he's also the oldest. He is a Virgo Sun, Aries Moon, and a Scorpio Rising. He is grounded and methodical as an activist with a fire in his belly through that Aries Moon, and his Scorpio Rising makes him a refreshingly, gives him a refreshingly straightforward method of communication. And I actually had the opportunity to meet this candidate because he came to my university when he was running against. Hillary Clinton in the primaries of the 2016 election. So this week, we are talking about Bernie Sanders. The mantra of our campaign is not me, but us. And the reason for that is not just that it sounds like a good bumper sticker. The reason for that, for that is the simple, that's the simple truth, no president no matter how well-intentioned or honest he or she may be, can do it alone. So I'm gonna tell you what very few people will tell you, is that the power of Wall Street, the power of the fossil fuel industry who lies to us every day about climate change, the power of the insurance companies, of the pharmaceutical companies, of the military industrial complex, that power is so great that the only way we defeat it is when millions of people, black and white and Latino, Native American, Asian American, gay and straight, immigrant and native born, unless we come together and say to Trump that those days of hatred and divisiveness is over, we're gonna bring our country together to fight for an agenda that works for all of us and not just the people on top. The crisis that we are facing today is not complicated. It has everything to do that we have a government that ignores the needs of working people, ignores the needs of minorities, ignores the needs of women, yet works overtime for wealthy campaign contributors and the 
And what our job is, is not radical. It's what the American people want. They want a government which represents all of us, not just the people on top. Bernie Sanders, I would say, is the actual polar opposite of Trump, our current president. Trump came into power by turning people against each other, and Bernie wants to unite people from all walks of life behind one common cause. And that cause is improving the quality of life for all Americans from the bottom up. His idea is that if we lift up the working class, then all Americans can be lifted up through that. He is an incredibly unique character in United States politics. And the main reason is that he depends completely on grassroots movements. And I guess in the Democratic Party, that isn't so unique anymore. But he's definitely the, the way that he ran his campaign in 2016 sort of started the idea of depending on grassroots instead of like big money and politics. His goal is to get people to care about the issues and invest themselves into being a part of the solution instead of just allowing politicians to advocate for us with everything and depending on them only. We will see how this idea looks in action when we talk about his time as the mayor of Burlington, Vermont, because in these episodes I focus on like the like the story of their life and like the story of their political career. He is a lifelong socialist and he identifies as a democratic socialist, which is actually one of the main concerns that Democrats and probably Republicans too have with him. There are socialist countries in this world that have committed massive human rights violations. I'm not going to deny that. And they're ruled by dictators. Um, there are also capitalist and communist countries that commit massive human rights violations and are ruled by autocrats, oligarchs, dictators, monarchs, you know. Um, it was the rise of capitalism that led to the colonization of the Americas and the murder of indigenous people. It led to the Atlantic slave trade. The Atlantic slave trade was a result of free market capitalism because it placed economic growth as the most important thing, even above human lives. So it's important to remember that economic systems are inherently cold and emotionless. Um, one of my favorite authors is Yuval Noah Harari. He's a historian and an author, um, and he wrote three books, Sapiens, Homo Deus, and 21 Lessons of the 21st Century. And he says in his book, Sapiens, that um, world religions and ideologies have killed millions of people throughout history from hatred and fear, but capitalism has claimed countless lives through cold indifference. Um, and the same thing can be said about any economic system like communism, socialism, because these are economic theories and they essentially, it is not built into them to actually care about human rights, human happiness, the environment, because they're simply not that dynamic as theories. So whatever economic ideology somebody follows, it has to be applied with some kind of ethical or moral code. Otherwise we get enslavement, like with communism, like forced collection of possessions um, from people that need their things. Um, we get environmental destruction and poverty. 
Um, so that's what's important to understand when we're approaching Bernie Sanders' economic ideology, because he's not just a socialist, he is a democratic socialist. And his his belief is that economic rights are human rights. Um, his mission is that the amount of money that you have shouldn't affect whether or not you have access to health care, education, housing, retirement, things that he views as human rights and things that um, most liberal people would view as um, like should be guaranteed human rights. His mission is economic justice. He applies ethics and human rights into his economic ideology. And this is something that I see in his chart. He has Uranus conjunct Saturn in Taurus. Taurus is the sign of money. Um, Saturn is the planet of authority and structures. So having Saturn in Taurus, um, so Saturn in Taurus, the themes that come up is about systems we have in place around money. And since he has Uranus meeting Saturn in Taurus, his life is about disrupting those systems that we have in place with money and economics for the sake of equality. Because Uranus is the planet of rebellion and revolution, and Uranus knocks down hierarchies. Because as an archetype, Uranus is the part of us that knows that we're all connected and we're all equal, and um, there is no actual justification for hierarchies because we're all one human family and nobody is inherently better than anyone else. And when we hurt somebody else, we're actually harming ourselves. And in about 2025, Bernie Sanders is going to experience his Uranus return. Now, not everybody gets to live long enough to see their Uranus return because this happens about every 84 years or sorry, because Uranus's cycle is 84 years. It takes 84 years to get around the zodiac. So you would have to live that long. Um, and I don't think that the human lifespan um, in in the United States is actually that long. Um, I'm not sure. I If I'm wrong, I guess you can correct me. Um, but it has, the Uranus return has something to do with your legacy. And just like a side note here, even if you pass away before you turn 84, your chart still continues to have transit. So like there's people that don't live that long, but still like the themes that come up throughout their lives still get um, still get hit in their chart and we still experience their Uranus return collectively. Um, but for Bernie, it looks like um, he's going to be alive when he experiences his Uranus return. Um, he's a, I mean, he did have a heart attack, but he seems like a pretty healthy person with a lot of energy. Um, and, and it's, again, the Uranus return is about your legacy. When the things that you dedicated your life to, it's when the next gen, it's when the next generation, um, takes up the torch on what you started and what you set in motion during your life. Um, Uranus is also very connected to the changing of generations because in Greek mythology, Uranus, the god, he, he was the god of the sky. He was originally the king of all of the gods until he's killed by his son, Kronos. And um, I'm not going to go through the whole story. That's all Maybe I'll go through that story another time. But we can see Bernie sort of working up to his Uranus return through his campaign in 2016 and this current campaign um, because his campaign 
mainly has the function of getting a lot of young people involved in politics and really concerned about issues around human rights and quality of life. He's a figure that gives young people motivation to fight for a better future in a in a time where there can be a lot of um, loss of hope <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. There can be a lot of concern around whether or not we're actually going to be okay in the near future. And Bernie Sanders has given the younger generations somebody to follow and somebody to believe in. And I'm going to link into the show notes a speech that Bernie Sanders gave on democratic socialism. And I recommend that you listen to how he approaches discussing his philosophy and his beliefs. He talks about... um, like economic stuff is not there be they're more than just an academic discussion um he brings up real concrete numbers like three families control more wealth than the bottom half of the country and that rich people live an average of 15 years longer than poor people um and I think the way that he gives his speeches are really interesting because they're about concrete facts and then he's says actual things that need to be done um, in order to correct um, things that he's pointing out in society. Um, His speeches are almost like a to-do list, honestly. And he's not really interested. He is interested in ideas, obviously. Every politician is a a visionary and driven by ideas. But Bernie is particularly driven by solutions. Um, And this brings me to his 10th house. Um, The 10th house in your astrology chart is the house of your career in public image. And he has his sun and his north node and his Neptune in Virgo in his 10th house. So in addition to being a Virgo, um, because he's a Virgo sun, he has a lot of Virgo energy in his chart. When you have more than three things in one sign or in one house, that means that you that's called a stellium. So he has a stellium in Virgo and he has a stellium in his 10th house of career. This means that his career path is a very significant part of his soul path. And it's about restoring health and alignment through practical solutions to misalignments or problems. And again, I have to go um, to the outer planets in his chart. Um, We talked about his Saturn and Uranus. Um, Now we're going to talk about his Neptune in Virgo. The United States actually has Neptune in Virgo in its natal chart because, again, countries have natal charts just like um, just like people do. And right now in in the year 2020, Neptune is moving through Pisces. Um, Pisces is the opposite sign of Virgo. So the United States is going through a Neptune opposition. And a Neptune opposition is where um, Neptune is in the opposite place that it was in your natal chart. Um, So Neptune is opposite the natal USA Neptune. And it's also opposite Bernie Sanders' Bernie Sanders. It's also opposite Bernie's natal Neptune. Um, and his natal sun and his north node, which means that it's also conjunct his south node. So he's got a lot happening with his Neptune and the and the real-time Neptune. Um, and I think all of this is really showing up with the current debate in the Democratic Party about 
how can we make healthcare more accessible? Because Neptune is the planet of unconditional universal love and Virgo in Pisces, that polarity is deeply connected to health. Virgo is about physical health and Neptune is about mental health. So the question that we're all asking right now and a question that Bernie's kind of in the forefront of trying to answer is how is it in a country like the United States where we have like, I think we have the one of the biggest economies in the world. I don't know if it's us or China who has the biggest economy in the world. Um, we're also founded on these ideas of freedom and equality. Why is it that something like healthcare is so conditional? Why is it that you need to meet certain economic criteria before you get access to the care that you need to survive? And how is it that how is that in alignment with everything that the United States stands for? And there's a real debate going on right now among the Democrats of like, um, I think we're all in agreement as a Democratic Party that we have to solve this. But I there's like serious discussions going on about how we're actually going to solve it. And Bernie is very much a central figure in this fight, um, which I'm not going to go in depth with this because I'm not like the most well-informed with what the best solution really is. So I I suggest that you um, do some research around that because there's two schools of thought right now. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are supporting um, what is called Medicare for All, where basically like everybody's guaranteed health care. Um, and the cons with that is that apparently it it's going to be incredibly expensive um, and we might not be able to logistically pull it off. And then the other candidates, the more central, moderate candidates want to do Medicare for all who want it, where like there's a public free option that, you know, is paid by for U.S. tax dollars, but you can stay with your private insurance if you want to. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it. Those are the two discussions going on. Um, do some research and think about what you personally agree with and let that influence your decision as a voter if you are um, a citizen of the United States. Um, even if you're not, but if you're not a citizen, obviously, you don't really get much of a say here. <laughs> um, another interesting thing about Bernie's Neptune is that um, Neptune is um, also connected to television because Neptune is about um, our our shared stories and it's about dreams anything that we experience that kind of takes us out of the material world and into the world that we create with our imagination um we're going to discuss this more in depth during pisces season because i'm i'm really personally interested in neptune and pisces and the connection with television and media but um bernie has neptune in his 10th house of career and as he was running in elections he he lost many, many elections before he ever won anything. So as he was trying to start his political career, he was making money by working with television and video in the 1970s and the 1980s. So that's actually, it's interesting that something that he's very skilled at, he's actually had career a career in. Um, and later, when he became the mayor of Burlington, Vermont, he actually created his own TV show, um, where he walked around Burlington and he talked to people um, about the different issues that in, in the city of Burlington. So I think that's so interesting that he has that connection to television. Um, 
And now that brings me to one of the most fascinating periods of Bernie's life, which is his time as the mayor of Burlington. Um, And again, I'm going to just mention that the New York Times did a biographical series of all of the major Democratic candidates. So I'll link to Bernie's episode in in the show notes so that because they talk a lot about this time of his life as well. Um, Similar to Pete Buttigieg, he ran what he he. You know, one of the first things he did in his political career was, um, or one of the first things he accomplished was becoming a mayor. Um, he ran for mayor of Burlington as a young unknown after, you know, he'd previously lost many elections for the House and the Senate. Um, and he was going up against a powerful Democrat. And he won by only 10 votes. It was very close. This was in 1981. Um, this also, um, I'm kind of connecting him to Pete Buttigieg. This was two years before Pete Buttigieg was born. And if you listen to the episode that I did a couple weeks ago about Pete, um, you would know that his Saturn and Pluto were conjunct in Libra. So for Bernie, Libra rules over his 11th house of community. And um, community is, 11th house is um, community, people who follow you people who are like attracted to you. So the Bernie Sanders movement finally won an election during that time when Saturn and Pluto were conjunct in Libra and they set him off on that 37 year cycle. And now at the end of that cycle, he's running for president. So I find that really interesting. Um, And I talk a lot about the Saturn Pluto conjunction in Pete's episode and how, um, how he experienced that cycle. And um, for Bernie, it was very much a 37-year cycle in his um, public career. And he was not (laughs) well-liked as a mayor by the established politicians on the Democrat or the Republican side, but he was well-liked by the people. Um, This is a really important part of his career to understand because it shows how he works as a politician and it shows how he would work as president. Um, so when you get elected as a mayor, you get to nominate your own advisors, um, and then the other members of the local government get to accept or reject those nominations. And, um, when Bernie went through this process, he was basically forced to use the administration of the previous mayor and all of the advisors that he wanted to nominate were rejected, um, And basically what they were trying to do was prevent him from getting anything done as mayor. They were trying to like stonewall him. And um, here's the thing about Bernie. He's an Aries moon and his moon is conjunct his Mars. So you cannot stonewall Bernie. (laughs) He's a fiery person and he has an unstoppable will. Um, So what does he do? He turns to the grassroots movement that got him elected to mayor because he was elected because people of Burlington were invested in him. And remember what I said before about how he doesn't just get people passionate about him, he gets them passionate about the issues. This is also how he's the polar opposite of Trump because the Trump supporters are like, they are completely dedicated to Trump. Um, Bernie supporters are completely dedicated to the issues that he stands for um, in America. Um, so he gets them personally invested in being a part of the solution along with him. So during the midterm elections, um, after like he was halfway through his mayoral turn term, um, people 
get the ability to replace the mayor's staff through their votes. Um, and Bernie directly asked the people to do that. He asked them to like use their power as voters to help him gain his his chosen administration as the mayor. Um, and he was able to double the, the voter turnout during the midterm local election. And he got what he wanted. Um, and this is where Bernie's power is. And I think, um, again, like, I don't make these episodes to, like, advocate for a particular candidate. I just really like to dissect their lives. Um, and I have deep admiration for every Democrat who's running for president. But um, I will say this about Bernie. Um, I think when we're deciding who we want to nominate and uh, then later elect as president, it is important to think about how they're actually going to get things done when they're in office. And for Bernie, even after he's elected president, he's going to be turning to the American people to continue to support him on a grassroots level um, as he's working to get things done. And I think that is revolutionary. Um, and I think that is really necessary for where we are as a country, because he's not going to be appeasing to powerful people like other politicians are. He's not going to try to negotiate with a, a corrupt Senate. Um, he's going to continually turn to the people he serves and ask us to continue to fight for the America that we want um, and to see, yeah, to continue to fight for the America that we want beyond the election. So, the question that we really have to ask ourselves as an American people is, are we willing to step up? Are we willing to be a part of the fight? Because that is what Bernie is going to um, ask of us. And um, I hope that the answer can be yes, actually, because I think that um, if we can pull this off as a, a liberal, as we can pull this off on the liberal side, we can really fundamentally change American politics for the better um, and we can finally create a government that serves the people because that is like literally what government is meant to be um, he's a radical and revolutionary figure in American politics and he has done things that many would consider to be just straight up crazy um, in his mission to empower people to participate in democracy. When he was the mayor of Burlington, he actually took, this was during the Cold War, he took residents of Burlington to the Soviet Union. Um, he apparently went to Nicaragua during the revolution, which is an incredibly controversial thing. And there's actually clips of him um, being interviewed about this where he like walks out of the interview because he gets like so irritated <laughs> when people ask him about it. He he is a fiery person. Um, I mentioned he's an Aries moon and that his moon is conjunct Mars. He's also a Scorpio rising. He's got such a strong Mars and Pluto energy in his chart, which means he's bold. He also has his Chiron and Pluto conjunct in Leo, another really rare outer planet aspect. He's teaching. Chiron is where you are, a teacher in your chart. Um, where Chiron is in your chart is where you're meant to be a teacher. He is teaching us to be bold. One of the main messages of his campaign right now is that we shouldn't be afraid of what will happen if we try. We should be afraid of what will happen if we don't try. So to tie this all together, what I take away from Bernie's story and his astrology is that He's more than just a man, he's a movement. He is a walking legacy. 
and whether or not he wins the presidency, his ideas will be carried forth for generations. The United States is, is at a turning point in the 2020 election. We can either go down the road of democracy or we can go down the road of oligarchy. And Bernie is putting up a big fight for democracy. So do we want to follow? So um, the question that we have to answer right now, because he is at the moment of me recording this podcast episode, by the time I release this, things are probably could possibly be very different. I am recording this pre-Iowa. Um, it is very possible that Bernie could end up as the nominee. So we really have to be asking ourselves if we are willing to step up and stand side by side with this man as he fights for his vision of what America could be. Mm -hmm.